All right. Well, Kelly Martin, CEO of Dekine 420. Thank you for joining me today on hashtag Decolonize Cannabis. And as we get to know each other a little more moving forward, bringing everything together full circle, it's been a bit of a relationship build. Learning uh, about your company first through one of your colleagues, acquaintances, Damius, and uh, sticking with us and working with us from a medical grow and looking into getting into commercial grow perspective. I'll pass the mic to you now, let you introduce yourself to some of the people around our area, and I know you are well known, so uh, take it away. No, I appreciate that. Very nice to meet you as well. Uh, actually, I've got a soft spot for Canada, so thanks for reaching out to me. I, my wife's Canadian citizen, so uh, her parents are from Nova Scotia, and I like going up to Canada and uh, definitely uh, have some history with you guys back from the... Uh, all the way back from the 80s, but 80s, 90s, and I just, I, I, I just love to see what Canada has done as far as progressiveness with the uh, federal legalization. Good for you guys. I'm just, I, I think that's great. So, yes. uh, as far as me, um, I've uh, kind of a, I, I like the term. It's funny. I like the term legacy grower. You know, people will use that term when they know that there's old bandits out there from way back, but. Uh, <laughs> been in the industry for a lot of years, um, understand the production process, but I also understand what growers needs are, um, whether it's even from, uh, from the build out to the genetics to, you know, providing fertilizers and soils and so on and so forth. So I'm fairly well-rounded there. And then with our business model, we manufacture, soils and fertilizers uh, targeting the cannabis and hemp industries, but that's our primary target market and what we do. Uh, but when we do bring people on board uh, that use Dekine products, uh, we've got a great customer support system here. We have live chat. Uh, we, it, it's a goal of mine to actually help growers become successful. So if we can help you know, growers uh, do a good job in the garden and, and uh, reap the benefits of their, uh, you know, reward for what their hard work, what they've gone into producing cannabis, then uh, it makes us feel good. So, you know, we can definitely talk about the products and the and what we do and how we do it and what makes us different and all that kind of stuff. I'll let you kind of, you know, throw some questions my way. But in general, um, that's kind of uh, from a high view who we are as a company, but also uh, we're advocates for the industry. We've, because of my background and that I've been involved so long, uh, I really do like uh, seeing the direction that it's come and, and to help people out to get there. So anyway, that's that's it. Thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, I can, I can definitely attest to it. Going back to the introduction with the kind and then leading up to a little bit more that way. So from Manitoba and you're familiar and it's good to backdrop that uh, because I know on LinkedIn, for example, where I like to draw on a lot of social media and build up a network of cannabis professionals. It's a platform and a social media platform that's open to cannabis dialogue. It's open to cannabis promotion from a from a, a legal perspective as well as in your by state. Obviously, it's it's a it's a broad uh, audience there because it does exactly that. Connections in every state, connections in other countries, Canada now, and lo and behold, as it's as it's growing, it is a funny situation for me from being Manitoba, uh, being. Uh, 
a cannabis enthusiast, now moving into being a cannabis professional, uh, to find the immediate draw of solutions, draw of resources was from, from the U.S., right? The growth, the states, Colorado, a lot of the information there. And then as cannabis legalization education came into play for, for us here in Canada and then here in Manitoba, which I utilized, then lo and behold, okay, so it's a, re- it's a reality and there's license holders and there's this CTLS, the Cannabis Tracking and Licensing System, and all of Health Canada's regulations, the authorities they work with, and it all trickles down kind of to the middle here and then we have Manitoba. So what I found is kind of, in a, from a social media perspective and connecting with yourselves is, while I pitch out there and draw upon, there's certain people that you connect with, like-minded somewhat, some are interested in business only in the developments, and some, you know, however, give or take in, into each their own, the, the capitalization monetary position is there only in the cannabis industry. So you kind of get it from all around. Well, Danius approached me right off the bat early, responded to some of them, and I hear, here I am. So I'm looking at, an audience in from my from my from my lens into the the realm of of the the likes of your professionalism and we're looking at micro and uh standard grow spaces and then as the as the connections broaden i'm starting to get a glimpse of fields of cannabis and fields of hemp and outdoor space and all the technology the nutrients the agronomy the scientists you know the uh innovation that's going in and the research that's going into all of it and here in Manitoba, we're just breaking the surface on medical, you know, standardization for medical use. And then also at the same time, working out setbacks in Manitoba. Not every citizen like every like the rest of Canada part is participating with up to four plants per household as a legal participation human right. So I'm, I'm drawing that. I see this. And then Desdanius reaches out to me and I'm thinking, OK, well. What would, what would Danius of the kind 420 possibly have interest at this point? Because I've as those feeds and those responses picked up, right? You kind of feel where it goes. But like you've said, touched right down to we see what you're attempting to do. Can you call us? Let's talk a little more. Let's talk a little bit, learn a little bit more, more about what you're doing medically and also and commercially what your business plans are going and you know, from that scenario 15 months ago to email correspondence regularly to how the nutrients, how the plants, how my plants are responding, like you mentioned to the live chat services and other resources available on your site to a more personalized approach to being able to call back and forth and relay information. And at the same time, broadening the network for you guys as well as, as more people inquiring as to the obvious quality in in uh, the final product that I'm seeing now since introducing the Kind 420 from previous, uh, 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 what am I saying, like natural, uh, you know what I'm saying, not from organic. organic. There we go. Sorry. Yeah, I'm just spitting the words okay. out there, but that one I couldn't uh-huh. snag it. So coming from an organic previous to introducing the Kind, I wanted to be certain one Health Canada regulated that they, I'd have no problem having them brought in and then also applying them to my plants and the ingestion primarily because beyond medical, we are becoming commercial license holders. We're registered in the CTLS pending personnel security clearances. So the obvious buildup is getting to know the product. Your company's taking the time to, 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 to get to know us personally and professionally and that 
is where we're heading with this in the long run of things. So, I mean, as questions for as far as it goes, where I think the science research and the innovation portion of, of uh, our development moving forward, which any of the above, I'm not explorative, definitely, you know, and open minded, understanding that we are going to have to move forward with agronomists or science, scientific uh, research personnel in the long run anyhow so minimizing those avenues now you know and then finding the right solutions for people and being able to bring that information here that's exactly exactly what it is and and you've nailed it like you've said you're the right you've presented that and i have no problem helping yourself come into canada a little more and then you know exposing ourselves as to what what our growing relationship could possibly be so awesome so, you know, our target markets were a little bit different than the standard nutrient company out there. As far as, uh, you know, we're going into our eighth year now. And when we started out, it was pre-rec. So there was some medical laws. There was states that were doing medical. Uh, and I wanted to promote toward the cannabis sector. So I got together with both my business attorney and a criminal attorney because I didn't want to have any... Uh, challenges there with the federal government right and at first my attorney was like you know I had weed all over my website was showing what we would do in the garden and everything else and he looks at it and he goes ladies and gentlemen exhibit a you know and here I am with this monster freaking plant and he goes I don't know if I would do that yet Kelly no, and I'm kidding because uh, that's what I wanted to do but it was shortly after that Rec was starting to take hold and he gave me a green light and he said, I think you're okay now. But to educate some of the Canadians a little bit about maybe what happened uh, historically in the United States and why it was such a taboo to promote for cannabis on the nutrient side was that in the 80s, I think it was about 86, 87, the federal government here in the United States uh, did an undercover operation called Operation Green Merchant, and it was under the first Bush administration. And what they did is they would go into these hydroponic retail stores and play as cannabis growers. And the retailers would help and advise and tell them how to grow and, and basically uh, sometimes even provide them with cuttings or, or seed or whatever. And so they did this for almost two years. And at the end of two years, they, and this was all in all 50 states. And after the end of two years, they rounded up like over a thousand defendants that they charged with conspiracy to manufacture marijuana. And a lot of them got some real heavy uh, prison sentences. So then after that, everybody that was in the hydroponic space that was, you know, selling these products for primarily cannabis use, you would go in the store and it would say, do not talk cannabis, do not mention marijuana, this is for tomatoes only, yeah. so you get talking about tomatoes, but it was a serious deal, it really did happen, I mean, I knew guys that got caught up in that, um, so just kind of going back a little historically, and, and then why I kind of came out and did what I did, is that then finally when it started to turn around, I said, I'm going to come out and say exactly what we do and how we do it and what, why we do it. Well, the big boys out there, <clears throat> maybe let's talk about some of the competitors. I don't necessarily need to name them by name, but anybody out there that's been selling nutrients at the hydroponic stores for years and years and years, 
you can't get anybody on the phone that's going to help you grow cannabis with their product to, to this day. Yeah. Um, you won't see anything on their website that talks about how great their, their plants do in the garden. Um, there's one, excuse me, uh, that I will mention because they've got Canadian ties as well. That's advanced nutrients. And they were one of the first ones to actually come out and have their advanced underground or whatever with big Mike. And so he was actually banned from going to some of these trade shows and stuff in the U S they said, no, you talk, weed, you're out. We don't want to deal with you. (laughs) And then he would put these huge parties together across the street from these big trade shows and draw all of the vendors over to a big park, just kick ass, you know, (laughs) good, good for, you know, good for him. You know, that was great. Things have changed, but that's, uh, that's kind of, uh, we're one of the first actually to come out and just say, we're for cannabis. That's what we do. We talk about it. We help people and we want them to be successful. So that's kind of a little historic history. That's very cool. And honest. I can't, that's what I like. Same, same approach here. Like, uh, really trying to bring it out to, that's the thing about, about here being honest. And then the history can't, can't go wrong with that. That that's what people need to know. And you, you nailed it there because like we haven't, gone i don't spend like i'm not gonna say i'm not like i spend every single day right on on how out of 30 people in the day that i can get to talk but to to be able to 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 narrow it down and have the the connectivity that's taken place that that but beyond is more important beyond even decolonized cannabis like the hashtag decolonized where our, our platform our discussion our agreements to take their discussion to this level today that's that still comes second to to what we're presenting, you know, and that's uh, no borders to to cannabis, so to speak, from from that de- hashtag decolonized cannabis, right? But no borders to cannabis. Like we're looking at a global approach, positive benefits. There's a history to the positive, but you know the the reason that we've kind of drawn to each other and why entities are are exist, why entities like the one I have are are. Uh, coming to fruition even is that there's also the the true negative history, you know, and then that's that prohibition and all the way back to the outlaw, right? The whole, the whole purpose of the legacy market. And, uh, I know when you touched upon that, like, I think that's, that's a big portion of it for us because when it comes to moving forward, I don't anticipate people to buy into my ability in Manitoba to hold on to the reins and manage to to keep in the ship as we've uh, logoed, you know, and then move and rise with the tide and base it off of uh, coincidental introductions and one diploma in medical cannabis. So that that history, that ability, same deal applies. And that's that's what's the important thing that I think that that's where we need to have more people to shy away from the stigma and the closet closeting of that, what their, what their consumption of cannabis actually is. And if it's not consumption, but an ability to grow cannabis, right. Then that's still an economy. That's still a sector that's going to come out of cannabis legalization, not being able to discuss those things, you know, like that's kind of, like you said, and not being able to be reached. I don't want to hit that point. I see, I see success in where, where Flourish Ventures Limited is heading. 
There's uh, Phase B cannabis brand that's still to be announced, and we're getting a lot closer to that now. We're less than 30 days to being able to announce the brand and what those plans look like. And the entire time when that happens in, in the branding, I plan to be accessible as well. And, and like much like you've presented here, that I'll never deny the legacy market existed from my time of 19 years old until I was 38. That's when legalization happened. But I understand the plant. I understand the history, the economy, where the economy is going. When you factor in the legacy market, well, that was still an economy. It still contributed to, to the logistics in, in global industry. Like it's a, that's, there's no denying it. It has to be a part of what we're going to do here to be successful and to really accomplish even for Health Canada and the government of Canada and other governments to really accomplish some of these, however you see them, uh, bylaws and regulations being introduced and implemented and, re- and revised, right? But for that really to all to take shape, they're going to need people like us involved. And that's that's, that's going to be, a, that's a solution, you know, so... Now, did, if I understand correctly, is, is Manitoba one of the, is it a more conservative province up there in, in Canada? Uh, yeah, absolutely. So you would find similarity with Saskatchewan, uh, okay. very much under the sim- similar provincial structure and both provinces not participating at the federal level of, med- of, of uh, recreational right. home growth, right? Okay. So okay. from what I've from what I've read, I read so yesterday I spent some time going through uh, Cannabis Prospect magazine, their latest edition, the hard copy, right? And Saskatchewan looks like, you know, what I what I'm projecting, what I'm optimistically hoping on and riding and pushing here in Manitoba, it seems to be happening in Saskatchewan. And and the economical backdrop is what I believe their pro, their provincial government there seems to be uh, captivating, you know, like really starting to emphasize on their 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 annual projected revenue from cannabis sales and retail only, and that's what I emphasize now. If people do start going beyond Manitoba and Saskatchewan retail cannabis and really looking at what what benefits, what are the real benefits of the cannabis industry? Well, <clears throat> just look at the numbers alone right now. You're looking at under ten producers in Manitoba. And not likely supplying even a third of Manitoba retail stores. Their products are likely going out of province at this point. So Manitoba is short on on license holder, locally grown cannabis and hemp. They're outsourcing locally grown cannabis in Manitoba to other provinces that are in demand, greater demand. So what do you happen? What hap, What's happening here? And this is not me, not not me complaining. This is educational. This is for the listeners saying in Manitoba, my farm struggled for the last three years. Why cannabis and why hemp? Of all reasons, would I jump into it next season? Or why would we work with Jordan and Dekine Four Twenty moving forward and getting our ourselves set up in a crop recovery program? <clears throat> well, that demand isn't going anywhere. The demand is growing. It's going to continue to increase. And in the meantime, there's less growers now in Manitoba than there were in 2020. So as I look more into what's transpired there, and as we become one of still one of the next license holders, that's a number that's affected it. We have a local grower in Minnedosa, Manitoba that, that produces top quality craft cannabis. And all of the product, as far as I've understood to learn publicly, is leaving Manitoba. 
Meanwhile, in, in another 10 kilometers of the same distance to the east, there's a brand new retail store under Delta 9 in partnership with Delta 9, Prairie Tricombs. And they have, they don't carry local Manitoba quality craft cannabis. In the visits I've been there, they don't, they don't carry the growers from the Carberry area and they don't carry product from the growers right here in, in our own town. So, I mean, when you look at that situation alone, Health Canada's backdropping Manitoba to be the center of attention in short time by October 2022 after one year. So we have Cannabis Act review coming up October 18th, 2021. Three-year review regulations are going to change. Yeah, some might be negative and positive depending. It's going to bounce back a little bit. Adult use market might be affected. And obviously what I'm going to say confidently in the, in the most positive way. Medically, same way, whether Manitoba is going to full on get, get standardized, maybe not, but at least we have platforms like this moving forward, legally, existing, nothing, you know, we're not going to go anywhere. We're going to keep inviting people that want to talk more and we're going to keep engaging people that want to talk more. So that's not going to go anywhere. What do they have pegged for Manitoba by October 2022? And why I say they, Statistics Canada, Health Canada, Cannabis Tracking, tracking and Licensing System, appropriate authorities in the Cannabis Act, over 100 license holders here in Manitoba. That's a projected of what they would need to accommodate uh, the lack of supply for Manitoba retail stores as is. Well, another retail store just opened, announced on the weekend, another 20 kilometers north to Sandy Lake. So that's three Retail stores all within 30 kilometers to Minnedosa and not one of those three stores will be carrying any Manitoba product as far, except, sorry, Prairie Tricom Delta 9 produce. They'll be carrying what, what they can from Delta 9 out of Winnipeg. But we want to focus on, in our phase two facility growth, is working with all of Manitoba's micro license holders, producing top quality craft cannabis, giving them an alter alternative, you know, an ultimatum to what they're doing with some of their product. We can hit the charts with them on extraction. So we have an exciting discussion coming up as well out of uh, Mac Technologies. I don't mind throwing that in there. That will be one of the following uh, podcasts coming up. Looking forward to, to moving ahead, talking with them, including a follow-up discussion with Grow Advisor. I know some of these uh, uh, American companies you'd be a lot more familiar to, but the technology fit the plans and development of what we have for extraction and our extraction plans are inclusive to any micro license holder in Manitoba because that's kind of where we want to pick up on things and we want to do that as you know uh, Kelly with corp companies like yourself and we're doing everything we can here in Manitoba to keep breaking the waves rising the tide and getting that ship floating man well, you know, I'm getting a lot better understanding actually listening to you talk and to, to get a real good, try to get a pure, clear picture of <laughs> what is actually happening in Manitoba and where it's going and where you're trying to get to. And uh, hats off to you because uh, it, it, it takes people like you to push it and make it happen, right? It really does. I mean, it doesn't happen on just its, its own. I mean, you've got to get out there and push. So good for you. I was going to ask you, as far as the micro licenses, what does that consist of? And how, I mean, is that just like a small medical license where they do a limited number of plants or what does that actually consist of? So at the federal level, 
under the cannabis tracking and licensing system. Your micro cultivation license is to a maximum of 500 plants. So okay. commercially producing 500 plants. Square foot, you can do that for listeners and anybody that's looking to, to gain uh, the end, you know, to do it now. The time's now. Well, actually, ma- materials are through the roof right now as far like metal as well now, I've heard yesterday. Oh, it's crazy. Seals up. I have, we got a lot of wood coming down here from you guys, and I know that... that you know, those tariffs put on there didn't help either one of us uh, last go around. But, yeah, wood's crazy right now. 2,450 square feet. The proper design layouts are available. We can also help anybody obtain the right material or like the, the right. We'll, we'll help you through that portion, getting the right design layout and everything for what you would have in mind. But 2,450 square feet uh, would do you for a micro grow only, right? And then if you want to, you can do micro level all of the licenses at the federal through the federal system. So you can do micro processing. You can do micro medical research, micro hemp grow and process. So as we've talked in the past, and most people around here are excitement building and look getting towards our phase two. We are not going to get lost in translation or transition of going to that level. And we don't want to spook anybody away. We are applying. We have two applications uh, that we are submitting. That's for six licenses. And that is in order to have absolutely get everything to work fluidly the way we need it to around our extraction plan. So uh, some of it is going to be micro. Some of it is going to be partnered out. Uh, the research innovation area of, of things we're looking at. We're looking at re- uh, contracting that out with medical groups. That's been a discussion that happened in the past and something we want to keep open-minded to. I want to tend to a top quality micro medical crop, you know, that's definitely going to have an impact on citizens in Canada and beyond as, uh, as our reputation grows. And uh, I keep a paperwork close in law and ethics on the patenting and the copyright por- por- like, because I have two cultivars that I have cross-trained myself over the duration over the past little while and some experimenting, call it luck. Call it luck because I didn't ruin the lot, but I have seeds that I know uh, when we lock out phase two, if all goes well this time next year, maybe we'll be patenting one, pat, patenting one of the first of our two actual, uh, our own strains, right? So I'm looking okay. forward to, to going and learning more about that process as that time comes, but that's all a little down the road and yeah, it's been Good really exciting. You. So that's the federal, that's the federal, then you can go standard beyond micro, right? So standard... There's no limit. If you were a micro craft grower and you had started micro craft growing at uh, 2,450 square feet, at the time you had 15,000 square feet available to do so. And after which I would speculate anyone, I'm confident anybody would be thrilled after even the first six months on that small fine craft, you could on your next application upgrade to standard go 15,000 square feet. There's no limit on the number upgrade. It's literally the the definition, the legal definition is de- deciphers from micro and standard, not a number. So you go standard. So is, that, is, that, is that current law right yes. now or is that, oh wow, okay. Yeah, that's current now. If you go standard license and you have the space, you can go, you can fill it. If you want to just grow and cultivate, that's, you can go that, that big, yeah. 15,000. Okay. So well, then the, yeah, the other, out, other, your outdoor grow is requires other licensing. 
Hemp requires other licensing. Medical grow and medical grow for sale federally requires other licensing. So where we tie in medically together and, and working with the kind, I have a personal, so previously and, and most commonly known as the ACMPR, Access to Medical Cannabis for Purposes for Regulations. Access to Cannabis for Medical Purposes Regulations. Sorry. Okay. It's changed. So it's now it's, it's the ACMPR plus the Cannabis Act. So you can hit medical grow stores previous that existed in Manitoba here for 10 years. They're, they'll have signs flying ACMPR and all of that. That still applies. It's still there. But yeah, there's been a legal upgrade even in that terminology. So uh, SOR 2018-144, as some of you see, like I advertise, that's the that's your latest version of medical home grow regulations. We offer also consultation in that setting up and working with uh, those that do get going. It's not easy uh, for anyone that, you know, I, I'm encouraging everybody. But when and if you hit that point, you know, even say for your third or fourth time, your plants dwindle at the 20, 30 day mark. That's what we're here for. We want to definitely get you guys growing your own personal medical cannabis at a suitable quality. And there's all, even avenues available to, to have it analytically tested so that you know yourself as to why you might not visit the, the retail stores any longer right? Or why you might not uh, shop online at your medical dispensary any longer. You know that you're hitting the charts. So yeah, we were here to help with everybody who's done all of that. So medical growth for sale though, ACMPR, SOR 2018-144, personal use only, not for sale. I'm able to, and whether I'm taking a risk, uh, it's still, it's one of those ice breaking situations where as far as I have learned and understand, and also uh, having a corporate lawyer uh, versed in cannabis law as well, the Cannabis Act, I'm not infringing on any anything wrong. Uh, what I'm doing professionally moving forward draws on my personal experiences, my medical consumption, my medical ability to produce cannabis is all for educational use at this time. Also to demonstrate that I have an ability of know-how and moving forward professionally uh yeah and connecting with people like yourself kelly martin so yeah. i appreciate it well another thing is is that uh what differentiates us from a lot of the competitors out there is that we uh, we're vertical all the way from consumers to district to major distributors and the fact that uh we do we have a pretty good uh, Amazon presence so that our products are available even to Canadians right now. We're actually FBA out of Canada, so they ship for us up there. Um, we've struggled. It's funny. It's, it, this is kind of crazy, but here we are in the U.S., and, and uh, Canada flagged a few of my products for, you know, for cannabis uh, language in there, and so... They pulled some of my product out of there, and now I've been fighting with them to get it back on, and it's just this fight tooth and nail to get it back on there. But um, we, we have a great e-commerce site where the small guy can purchase small amounts from us. We have a wholesale division. We have a distribution division. So we kind of go all the way through, and, um, you know, we – we don't step on toes for, from our distributors or our wholesalers or whatever. We have different pricing tiers for everybody along the way. But the one thing that we really do that shines is that we support, you know, so we support our wholesales, we support our, our rec producers, we support our consumers. So 
we kind of go all the way through, which is puts us in a unique position uh, from the other companies that are out there. So, absolutely, you, you—that's the truth. I, I know that's the truth. So, yeah. Thank you very much, Kelly. Yeah. Hey, you know, great talking to you. I wish you the best, and uh, whatever we can do. Uh, what the kind 420 can do to help support Manitoba and your cause. We're down. Just let me know. Right we'll, we'll help out whatever it takes. Okay. Right on. Excellent. Well, we'll be in touch anyway. Right. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Take care, man. Take care. Appreciate it. You too. Bye-bye.